Buenos dias, Gardeners Bay. This is Rorschach, an experiment in internet community building and a world-connecting podcast. We will let you know what's happening in Venezuela for the week, every single week, this week included. Let's get started. Big news. On Thursday, the 5th of August, the monetary reconversion of the Bolivar was announced. Beginning October 2021, the Bolivar will now be called the Digital Bolivar, and while this measure will not affect the actual amount of the currency, it will call for the reduction of six zeros to better help Venezuelans use the currency. The new Digital Bolivar will still function regularly with physical bills and coins. In other financial news, the International Monetary Fund approved the distribution of $650 million to members of the fund. Despite Venezuela being a member, the country will not receive any of the money since the IMF does not recognize Nicolas Maduro as the legal president of Venezuela. Venezuela would have received a do- an allocation of $5.1 million, which would have been approximately 80% of the current stock of its international reserves. So far, neither the Maduro government nor Juan Guaido has spoken out on the matter. What the government has spoken out about this week is its international tour promoting dialogue between Maduro and Guaido. The tour seeks support from different countries for talks to be held in Mexico in the hopes of achieving just and free presidential elections. On Wednesday, the 4th of August, Jean de Mancera, host of the program Desde el Dojo, or From the Dojo, broadcast by the Venezuelan state channel Teves, interrupted and censored a live feed which featured Alfredo Loyo, methodological technical director of combat sports at the National Institute of Sports. Loyo was speaking about the achievement of the Olympic athletes since they had arrived in Tokyo without any support from the Venezuelan state. Mancera ordered the broadcast to be interrupted and accused Loyo of being insane. In other news, Delcy Rodriguez, vice president of Venezuela, announced late last week the exemption of tariffs on more than 500 imported products. The measure should aid in restocking the country's markets. Foreign imports are currently more accessible and better able to keep up with the demand of the Venezuelan people. On Sunday, the 8th of August, the primary elections of the United Socialist Party of Venezuela, PSOV, were held. In partial results, nine governors of the party successfully won their bids at re-election, while other states still await final vote counts. Diosdado Cabello, vice president of the party, announced the results early Monday morning, reporting more than 3.5 million people had voted at the polls. Hours later, Cabello announced the candidacies of at least seven states will be reviewed since it was determined they did not meet the requirements for primary elections. Stipulations call for the winning candidate to obtain at least 40% of the overall vote and secure at least a 10% lead over their opponents. Following the weekend election results, the Venezuelan Prisons Observatory released a video in which the Planes, or the criminal chiefs of prisons, voiced their support 
for peace of government gubernatorial and mayoral candidates of the Monagas state in eastern Venezuela. They closed their video message with the phrase, We will win, the same phrase used by Chavismo and Madurismo during their years in government. Elsewhere, on Wednesday, the 4th of August, the International Criminal Court System published an edited version of the arguments of the ICC Prosecutor's Office, dated the 23rd of July, eliminating confidential parts of its response to the delaying appeal initiated by Tarek William Saab. The ICC Prosecutor's Office will not open a formal investigation into Venezuela at the moment. For now, it will remain only a preliminary examination. From now on, the new ICC prosecutor will be able to make a decision on the preliminary examination of Venezuela, which could occur in the coming months or during the Assembly of States parties to the Rome Statute in December 2021. And now, Olympic news. On Tuesday, the 10th of August, the Venezuelan team arrived home in Venezuela. However, private press journalists uncovered through their social networks the athletes were not accredited by the Ministry of Sports to be at the reception nor press conference. Also, on the 10th of August, David Smolansky, Commissioner of the Organization of American States for Migrants and Refugees, announced through his social networks Venezuela Olympic Eldrick Seya was received by Uruguay. At the time of the announcement, Seya was already in Montevideo, beginning a new chapter of his life, both as an athlete and a citizen. Elsewhere, vaccination rollouts continued to make headlines. Delcy Rodriguez announced earlier this week those over the age of 40 may now be vaccinated. To date, 19% of the population has been vaccinated with at least the first dose of the Sputnik, Sinopharm, or Sinovac vaccines. For its part, the Pan American Health Organization announced on Thursday, the 5th of August, that the vaccines granted to Venezuelan through COVAX will be Sinopharm and Sinovac and should arrive in the country between now and September to cover more than 6 million doses. And this week, we have two good pieces of news for Venezuelans abroad. First up, Ivan Duque, the president of Colombia, approved an immigration law that will allow foreigners in Colombian territories to have their studies and certifications officially approved, allowing migrants to continue their studies and exercise their professions legally. And in North America, the U.S. government extended the registration period for Temporary Protected Status, TPS, to 18 months for Venezuelan, Burmese, and Syrian citizens. Through a statement, the Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS, explained that the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, determined, quote, limiting the registration period to 180 days may represent a burden for initial TPS applicants who cannot apply on time but would otherwise be eligible, unquote. The application registration period expires in September 2022 for Venezuelans. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. We want to know about what you love about living in Venezuela and what drives you nuts about it. We want to hear from you, and we want to know what other Venezuela-related stuff you'd like us to report. 
You can write us a review on your preferred podcast platform or send an email at podcast at rorschach.com. Thank you.